Good morning there to you, my friends. And how are you doing this morning? I watch your night. I hope we've all had a restful night. And God bless you. How has your week been in all? I also hope. We have enjoyed the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to another weekend in His presence. Welcome into a brand new month. And you, of course, are welcome to review. It is your host and your dear friend here, Esther. Good morning, our gracious Heavenly Father, and how we love you. We thank you, not just for bringing us into another weekend, but also for safe arrival into a brand new month. We give you all the glory for all you have done and for all you continue to do. Oh, we are grateful because you also have been faithful to us. Glory to you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Abba, we have come to continue our study and we invite you. For apart from you, we learn nothing. Therefore, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will take your place and teach us yourself that you may give us the grace to apply your word unto the journey of our lives and faith. But right now, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon every heart and ears, studying together with us, that we all receive a heart of understanding, that our hearts be open to hear from the Lord this morning. At the end of today's session, O oh God, may we come back to give you all glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I welcome you once more to review, friends, and into this brand new month in the name of the Lord. Amen. So, yes, alone, part four, designed just for you. Yes, alone, part four, designed just for you. So friends, come with me to Genesis chapter 14, where we shall be reading from verse 8 to 16. And then we're going to chapter 18 from verse 20 to 26. We'll skip read, just so you know. And then you can go back during this, uh, your study time and read the whole thing yourself. God bless you. So Genesis chapter 14 from verse 8 to 16. I'll tell you where to read as we go along. But for now, Genesis chapter 14, from verse 8 to 16. We need to read all of those to get some key facts. God bless you. Genesis 14, starting from verse 8 to 16 reads, Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Bela, also called Zor, prepared for battle, in the valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kedolauma of Elam, King Tida of Gohim, King Amraphel of Babylonia, and King Ariok of Elasha, four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. And as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest 
escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram, the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mamre, the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives, Eshko and Anur, were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew, Lot, had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedolaumer's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There, he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedolaumer's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Oba, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. After Abram returned from his victory over Kedolaumer and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shave, that is the king's valley. Uh, I'm sorry, we actually do not need that. So let's stop at verse 16. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lord with his possessions and all the women and other captives. Sorry, we do not really need to go ahead. It was from verse 8 to 16, which I should have stopped. So let's go to Genesis chapter 18. From verse 20 to 26, Genesis chapter 18, from verse 20 to 26. Genesis 18, 20 to 26 starts and reads. So the Lord told Abram, I have heard a great cry. I have heard a great outcry from Sodom. And Gomorrah, because their sin is too flagrant, I am going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. The other man turned and headed towards Sodom. But the Lord remained with Abraham. Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in the city. Will you still sweep it away and not spare it for their sakes? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing. Destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why would you be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same? Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? Verse 26 and let's stop there. And the Lord replied, if I find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will, I will spare the entire city 
for their sake. So we stop at verse 26. So now come with me to chapter 19 and verse 29. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 29 reads, But God had listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities on the plain. The Lord blessed the reading together, or if you were listening to his holy word being read, amen. But I want to implore you, as always, friends, find time to read through. We have to skip read because of our time on here. Amen. God bless you. So, at least Aaron helped Moses to some degree. In fact, Aaron was of great help because of his fluency and eloquence, which was the excuse Moses gave God for not wanting to say yes alone to the task God had designed just for him. But Lot was the opposite. He became greedy. He became selfish and a real trouble. He had no help or support to render, but caused Abraham unnecessary journey he had to make. So talking about a thorn in the flesh, Lot, Abraham's nephew, was a pain all over the body, if you get what I mean here. I believe you will agree with me that the destruction of Sodom would have been the end of Lot because God had really not found a righteous soul therein. For by the time of destruction, Lot and his family had become an ugly mess in Sodom where he had gone to live because they all were battling over suffering physical, spiritual, and moral decline if you go on to read through. And that's why I said to you, make sure you read through. Make sure you read everything during your study time. They were battling or suffering physical, spiritual, and moral decline. They were really messed up. I mean, his uncle had to go on two different rescue missions. First was to rescue Lot and all he had when he was captured by the king that invaded Sodom. And second was when Abraham pleaded with God to keep him safe during Sodom's destruction. You see, friends, what we're trying to say here is that God knows the future. God knows the future. He knew how Aaron and Lot were going to be messing about. He knew the pain this company would later cause the people who took them on what was meant to be their yes alone journey in the long, long run or along the way. I'm sure you have a question in your heart or in your mind, friends, that goes, why didn't God stop them? I mean, why didn't God stop them 
from making such decision so as to take this company along with them. <laughs> right. The thing, my friends, is this. God doesn't stop us from making choices apart from his will. I'll say that again, friends. I said God doesn't stop us from making choices apart from his will. No. He can instruct you to turn right twice before making a left turn or a U-turn. And you think to yourself, turning left before right will do. It won't stop you. No. It may tell you to leave a particular place to another place alone or just with your immediate family, like he did Abraham. And you think, taking two or three extra or taking two or three extended relatives won't hurt after all. They won't do no harm. It won't stop you. No. But, just but, we must be ready to face consequences of whatever decision or choices that we make, which we don't or never usually want. We must be ready to face consequences of whatever decision or choices we make, which we don't or never usually want. So my friends, let me ask you this morning as we round up. What thing, person, or people that is or are best to you for company, but not to God, will you add to the instructions or promptings he has given you this year or to what he has designed just for you. Our time is far spent this morning, so let's stop right here and come back next week for the last time on Yes Alone, designed just for you, because I'd like to show you an example of a man, a biblical character, who faced a journey designed just for him fearlessly. Fearlessly. Depending wholly on God to bring necessary support and provisions. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the power of your word and for bringing us this far on this series. Thank you for all you have been teaching us. Thank you for all you've taught us, Holy Spirit. We are grateful. Father God, we pray that you will help us to completely trust you, to totally rely on you when you say to go. Let your love Oh God, envelope us, removing every fear, 
and doubt. And as we go this weekend, as we journey on in our new month, we cover ourselves with the precious blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. May we come back next week rejoicing, bringing testimonies with us. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus Christ's mighty name we have prayed. Amen. I want to thank you once more, friends, for choosing to join me to continue reviewing our series, Yes Alone, designed just for you. I'll see you next week by God's grace for the last time on Yes Alone, designed just for you. Make sure you don't miss a thing. It is very important. Like I said to you, I want to show you an example of a man who faced a journey designed just for him, fearlessly, depending wholly on God. Until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household, now and forever. Amen. Just what you say Though the storms may come and though